This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. The Bastards are back for this Tuesday edition of the podcast. We are a part of the Minute Media Podcast Network. Just a quick disclaimer for any first-time listeners, this is not a Homer podcast. We call it how we see it. When the Red Sox are dominating, we will celebrate that. When the Red Sox are getting destroyed, we will be critical and at times savagely blunt. If you are easily offended, press the stop button immediately. But for those who embrace it, let's get rolling. My name is Charlie Smith coming to you live from Providence, Rhode Island. You can embrace or send me hate at Smith underscore MLB. Joining me on tonight's show is the fabulous Joe Goddard coming to you live from our nation's capital by way of Newport, Rhode Island. Mr. Goddard, how are you? Good, sir. Well, I'd be doing better if this team didn't suck. Uh, I'm one of those people who's going to lean hard into the disclaimer uh, and and fully embrace it. I'm excited for this episode of Totally Legit Calling the Cops. I think there's going to be a lot of totally legit hot takes about how much this team sucks. So let's get right into it. And uh, I think it's totally legit, Charlie, that it's time to load trade partners for Xander Bogarts. And I'm going to say that every episode until they eventually trade him and everyone's going to be upset with me. But I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. I, I think it could happen. Uh, but uh, before we even get to that, also joining us tonight, we have the eloquent and diplomatic Terry Cushman coming to you from Myrtle Beach by way of Wyndham, Maine. Mr. Cushman, how are you doing and where can the fans find you? I'm doing well. Got a Red Sox off day, so maybe they're all sitting in a circle singing Kumbaya or whatever. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cushman MLB. You can find the podcast account at Bastards underscore Boston. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Terry. Job, let's get this party started. So bring it. We're going to do yeah, I hope you're sitting down for this one. Oh, I'm lying. This is now. one that this is tough. Yeah, we're we're gonna <laughs> use a mind. We're right have away. a little fun with this. Xander Bogarts oh. will not be wearing a Red Sox uniform at the trade deadline this year. Legit. He's just legit. They're gonna trade him before the deadline. They should trade him this week. You get more for him this week than you do in July. Um, and I think he'll be the biggest trade chip that moves at the deadline. I'm also willing to go out on the limb and say that he won't be the only Red Sox that gets traded. I think the over under I'm going to set is going to be four. I think there's going to be four players on this team currently that get traded to a contender by July 31st. Terry. I'm going to call the cops. Uh, it's complicated to to have what Joe 
envisions you have to find a dance partner, someone who's going to give him that long-term extension. Because I don't think Xander's gonna gonna agree to a trade without something like that in place. So there's just a lot of moving parts. I'm not saying I would necessarily hate it. I mean, he is hitting 375 right now, which has to be close to the top of the majors, if not the very top OBP of uh, 419. He is second to our good friend, Andrew Benatendi. <laughs> That's right, Benatendi. I forgot about that. Yeah, he was batting 388 at the start of the week, but apparently his metrics aren't good, like the hard hit and all that fancy stuff. So it's kind of just a, a flukish start for Ben Attendi, but but uh Bogarts I just don't I just don't see it. I really don't. Charlie, so I, I called the cops. You're calling the cops. I I think it's going to depend on a little bit of both of what you guys said. And oh, that's a cop out, Charlie. It, Okay, here, here, hear me out though, because Xander Bogarts is not going to leave. What could be the it could be something good in Boston if he doesn't get that contract. If there's a team and the Red Sox are completely blowing in 2022 because we haven't hit full blow yet, but if that happens, yeah, you're shipping him. And I think your value, to your point, Joe, isn't going to be higher now. I think it's going to be higher towards the deadline because there may be a dance partner that starts to come into play towards that deadline. Do I think it's going to happen this year? I think it would take an act of God, like a tree falling on a car, uh, for that to happen. Otherwise, I don't think Xander Bogarts is gonna is gonna be leaving Boston anytime soon. Because right now Boston's a cushy place. We actually have fans in the stadium. People like coming to Boston. It's expensive. It's a historic park. He has the left field wall to bang off of. I don't think he's going to end up leaving. I'm going to call the cops on it because I think right now it's still way too early to tell. And I don't think there are any suitors right now that are signing up to get Xander. That's just my two cents on it. Uh, Joe, Joe, did you want to say something else on top of that or no? See, I, I think there are suitors for Xander Bogarts. He is the top or maybe number two, depending on how you view Carlos Correa and whether or not he opts out of what will probably be a very lucrative Twins contract by the end of it. He might be the top free agent in next year's class, Xander Bogarts, among all players. And I think that there are teams, we, we saw it last year, mostly it's with arms, but we, we have seen it over the course of the last couple of years. Nelson Cruz is a great example, uh, the Rays. There are teams that will go out and pay for that big bat that puts you over the edge in a title hunt. And I I can't help but wonder that if, if Xander is sitting there in July, when this Red Sox team, not if, when this Red Sox team is 10 games under 500, and they're out of it, he doesn't start to think, hey, it might be good for my value if I get traded and I have a playoff run and I'm in front of the I'm in front of the fans. And I'm in front of teams on the biggest stage before I go make my money. Because you get paid less if your team sucks. You just do. Your numbers are worse. You have less bargaining power. It happens every season. Okay. Just going okay. through the teams right now, 
you can rule out every team in the American League East uh, as far as a trade goes because they're not going to trade Xander to the Yankees. Could the Yankees end up with him in free agency? Possibility. But Toronto's not a fit in, in any scenario, trade or free agency. Neither is Tampa Bay. Probably not Baltimore. Probably not Minnesota, Cleveland, White Sox, Royals, Tigers, now that they have Javi Baez. So you're two-thirds of the way through the American League. Could the Angels do it? Can't rule them out on anything. Uh, but Seattle's not a fit. Houston's not a fit if they wouldn't pay. See, um, I feel like every team is a fit if you're in the playoff hunt. That's just the X factor. But it's um, not going to happen. Xander won't do it without an extension in place. I'm almost positive. Okay, so what about a team like, and I'm going a little bit off kind of the the beaten path here. What about a team like the Giants? Right? Possibility. I mean, technically have a fit, right? Because Crawford is a great shortstop, but he's 34 years old. That team is currently, they started four players that are on their AAA affiliate normally today. They started three players today that are largely platoon players. And they started the guy who has the most AAA starts in the history of AAA baseball today because their entire team is hurt or has COVID. And they are in an absolute dogfight in the National League West. That's a team I could see going out, getting Xander Bogarts to put them over the hump and and really do battle in the division that is must-watch. Here's four teams that could do it, and I think the Giants are one of them, potentially. If Crawford's willing to move over to third, I, I don't think they have a third baseman at the moment. Um, so the Giants are one of them. I think the Phillies could be one due to the Dombrowski connection. I think he'd love to have a guy like Xander Bogarts over there. They've spent a lot of money, though. Two other semi-dark horse ones, but there are Red Sox ties. The Chicago Cubs with Jed Hoyer. Uh, and then... Could Ben Sherrington swoop in and do it with the with the Pirates? No, no too wow. much money. Wow. It's a move for the future, but would he do it? I, I don't they know. They won't even sign the top prospects in the draft because their organization is full of poverty and, and they won't do it. I think there's more of a fit with a team that's building for the future in, say, the Cubs, right? A team that's resetting. Could be ready to go in a couple of years. Or, dare I say it, I think he'd be a great Milwaukee brewer. One of the smallest markets, uh, though. They don't have a TV deal to That's true, but bolster. that's a team that is currently got the best pitching staff in baseball and no offense. They could really use them. And I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it they're going to have to wait for a couple of those contracts to expire or they're going to have to suck it up and, and sell some, some prospects and move on from some of those pieces. The Brewers right now have the 19th highest payroll, 132 million, but you still got an albatross contract for Lorenzo Cain. That's not over yet. Um, I think that might, that it might be in this last I year. I think is it this year. I thought it was next year that it's over. It could be y- it's got one more year. Okay. Okay. So, so he, all right. So, so he's got one year left. Um, 
Andrew McCutcheon's back there. He's making what 10 or 12 million, right? I think he, he got like a decent amount of money. They're paying their closer a decent amount of money. And then you got Yelich up over there who's making stupid good money. Um, I could see it happen. Maybe t- if you're going to do it low risk for 2022 going into 2023, I don't know how many players they have on the books for the next couple of years outside of it's, Yelich it's and, and Hader. Yeah. Many. So it, um, Milwaukee they, would be an interesting one. That's, that's an interesting take. It'd be that's a lot of money, time. but if you are going to go get an offensive player, you want a cornerstone player for the next probably six seasons. Xander Bogarts is that guy. I mean, he, he's been with the Red Sox since he was 17 years old. I really, really like it if he would finish his career in Boston, but he won't. And that's why we're not a homer podcast. So I'm going to go out there and say it. He won't. He's going to get traded. And uh, it's time to start looking to do that before he moves on from you because he will. I wouldn't rule out Devers being shipped. Uh, that I, I think Fenway might get burned to the ground. Less... Time Bloom might have to look for a new name and maybe a passport trip to Cuba before that happens. Less I, I obstacles. Think... That's why I'm, I'm mentioning it. It's... it's true. I just I don't see that he could do that with the fan base and the team the way it's currently constructed. A, a name that I want to throw out there, and I know that this is totally legit calling the cops, so we're not going to go down the rabbit hole. Nate Evaldi. I mean, that's a guy who's going to get traded. Yeah. I, I mean, might, look at the piece. roster. Vasquez, um, Verdugo, I think would be trade bait potentially. Well, I, I'll put the oh, brakes on that. Verdugo's still young. Couple more years on that deal. We just don't have the depth in the outfield, so maybe I shouldn't go that far. But uh, Kike trade bait for sure. I think they would listen on Dahlbeck. That wouldn't be a huge haul we're getting, but potentially someone and anyone in the bullpen will be available. I would think so. Everyone would be, look Garrett Whitlock. I'd be inclined well, to he's a well. Starter. Whitlock just yeah. He's he's, he's also now. he's got a ridiculous little setup so he's not going anywhere he's on a new deal that would take an, another ridiculous haul to, to move Whitlock because no player is untradeable but it would take a lot Andrew thinks uh, Houck, our- Houck could be traded if he doesn't get his shot <laughs> I don't yeah, think so I don't think so either. I think that's a really bad he's take you're, you're not going to give up on him there's 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 no way that's happening I would that's, hope not yeah that's just a no he's too good too good. Um, all right, cool. Moving on to the next one. This is get we're gonna shift away from Boston for a second before we come back to Boston. Anthony Rizzo will hit his league leading 15th home run before Trevor Story, Xander Bogarts, and JD Martinez have combined to hit seven. Oh, In that little ahead. league ballpark. Go ahead. Yeah. In that little league ballpark, I'm gonna say totally legit. Yeah. Okay. One reason. Yeah. I think Trevor Story still get up to speed. J.D. Martinez is hurt, and uh, I don't think Cora will play them enough to uh, let that happen. J.D. could get traded, going so back far. to the last question. J.D.'s a guy. Yeah. But getting back to Rizzo, um, I think that's totally legit as well. And we were talking about our conspiracy theories with the ball before we came on, uh, kind of in our little pregame session. Yankees might be getting some of those juice baseballs. It Absolutely. Seems, seems like MLB is very selective. So with a short porch and right, 
I say totally legit. I absolutely think this is legit. He is on fire. He had a three homer game. Nothing like hitting uh, a ball 300 plus feet when it's really about 240, but because it's right field, the Yankee Stadium, literally any deep fly is gone. Um, CJ Crone has the best F war at first base in Major League Baseball. Not only that, he is the best both defensive and offensive first baseman in all of Major League Baseball. Is that totally legit, or are you calling the cops? Joe, why don't you lead it off? Well, this is my dream guy. Right? This is the guy I talked about last season when we needed a first baseman. It's the guy that I wanted to sign to a one- or two-year deal to be the bridge to Tristan Casas. I think he is the best defensive first baseman in baseball. I'll give him that. No, I don't think he's the best uh, offensive first baseman. I think that his numbers are inflated. Hot start to the season. But with the way the Red Sox bats are going, they sure could use a C.J. Crone. Just going to put that out there. I will say... I don't know. I mean, we're just talking about Rizzo. I'm going to call the cops. I mean, I think Anthony Rizzo might end up being one of the better first basemen uh, in MLB in in a lot of categories. And he's a pretty good defender himself. Uh, I'm just pulling up Crone's numbers here. He had 288 on the season, 333 OBP. Not, Not walking a lot, but so... But seven home runs, that's pretty good. I mean, is that second behind Rizzo, maybe? Uh, so the the leader is Rizzo. Crone has eight. He he's number two. Oh, yep. he hit he hit one more today. Okay, my bad. I was on Baseball Reference, which is the day behind. So yeah, so the offense is there. It, it could it could happen, I guess. Did Rizzo hit another one today? He had he had nine before today. No, no uh, CJ Crone hit one today. Crone hit one today. Oh, I apologize. I yeah. apologize. Okay, I thought you were talking about Rizzo. My apologies. Nope. Um, I, I actually, um, I actually think I'm, I'm going to call the cops because I think the best first baseman is a guy who plays in Seattle, and that's Ty France. And France oh, is I a like super utility pick. guy. Uh, and, and I'm going to be honest, dude. Ty France is sitting almost 350, and he's got only he's got five homers, but he's one of the league leaders with RBIs. He's got 21 RBIs. He's got 11 runs scored. He's scoring. Uh, he's averaging an RBI a game, like he is doing his job, and his batting average way better than Crone, and he's not hitting home runs in Colorado. I don't know what CJ Crone's home away slash is. That I don't have up in front of me, but it is a lot easier to hit bangers out at home than it is away. And Ty France is doing it. I'm actually looking at Crone right now. Crone's got five homers at home. He only has two away. He's hitting 350 at home, only 200 away. So in relation to to Ty France, I'll have to pull up those numbers in a second so I don't um, completely sound one-sided and show bias here. So looking at Ty France's split home and away, um, this is even crazier. His home numbers, he's got four homers, and he's hitting 474 at home. Away, so that's not he's got, that's not a hitter friendly park out at Safeco. It's, it, 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 yeah, it's it's not. Um, actually, I think they call it something different now. I don't know if it's called Safeco anymore. Um, but he only has one home run. He's hitting two twenty two. I still want to give it to France though. 
Um, I think he's he's absolutely crushing it this year. Um, I'm I'm not just saying that also because he's on my fancy baseball team. I legit think this is a guy who's not getting enough love. And if he wasn't playing in Seattle and he was playing somewhere else, I think this is someone that a lot more people would be talking about. Seattle is is on the playoff hunt. Everyone keep an eye out. That's a fun baseball team to watch. If you're not already watching, you should keep an eye out. That broadcast isn't that much fun, but the team is fun to watch. They they are a lot of fun. They had a lot of up-and-coming rookies last year, too. Um, Jared Kalinick, uh, he's, he's going to figure it out soon. And when he does, it's going to be a light show. Um, all right, so let's get back to this for a second. Uh, Nathan Avaldi wins the Cy Young in 2022. Joe, what is your take on that, sir? Here I am talking on mute. I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that it's out of the question. He's really turned his career from being a thrower into being a pitcher, attacking hitters, being diverse. I think he's one of the more entertaining pitchers to watch, but he's not getting any younger. He's on the wrong side of 30. Um, I think his best chance might be next season because he won't be pitching in the AL East. There's a little spoiler for those who are listening. He'll probably be pitching <laughs> elsewhere. But I just don't see it. I don't know that that's in the cards. I think there's a lot of great pitchers out there, and Nate Evaldi doesn't necessarily strike me as the guy that's going to get all that love. Well, the problem with this format is the answers we have to give are on the extreme end. So because I, I think it's closer to totally legit, that's that's how I'm going to go with it. Um, he hasn't given up more than three runs this season, and he's given up two runs or less in four out of his five appearances. Uh, this last time out, he went seven innings, uh, scoreless, didn't even walk a guy, struck out eight. I think the fact that he doesn't walk people is is going to be a big key to him winning it. And he's coming off of two straight seven-inning outings. So if the strikeouts just ticked up a little bit more, I, I think he's a, a bona fide uh, pick for it, I would say. You know, and so I'm going to say totally legit. He finished third last year and... He's the one guy who is still carrying on what he was doing. He he's not like Kike Hernandez or um you know Bobby Dahlbeck who who had a great second half. He's he's just continued his torrid pace. So I I'm actually going to say I'm I'm calling the cops because uh there there are two names that I want you to consider in the American League for pitchers that are just literally doing nothing wrong. One plays in Seattle. His name is Logan Gilbert. And he has a 0.4 ERA. He's literally making no mistakes this year. How many innings? The other pitch, 22 plus. Damn, good for him. And he's got 22 strikeouts, a 0.4 ERA. He has four walks on the year. He's got three wins. The other guy, someone that I really wanted this year, and everyone kind of, actually, I'm going to dial that back. I don't remember who said I was 
crazy for wanting Kevin Galsman. I think I remember, but I'm not going to mention the name because I don't want to be wrong on this. Kevin Galsman has zero walks this year. He has walked no batters in 2022. He has 31 strikeouts in 24 innings. He's, I think, 1 or 2-0 and in Toronto this year. Uh, and he's a 2.19 ERA with a whip just over 1. I Insane. wanted Kevin I wanted Kevin Galsman real bad. And Kevin Galsman is giving us the Corbin Burns effect. We're not oh walking anybody. We're striking out everybody. And I just want to let everyone remember, I called that one. And I wanted uh, Galsman to come to Boston. I think he could have been an absolute game changer. Could have been the linchpin to really get this rotation fired up. And a rotation with Chris Sale, Nate Evaldi, and Kevin Galsman would have been absolute, downright, devastatingly disgusting. That's why I'm going to call the cops because I think that Kevin Gaussman is going to be eons better than Evaldi by the end of the year because he's going to have all of the intangibles, not to mention run support, which is going to lead to wins. He's going to be able to go longer in games, low ERA, low whip. (laughs) When you're not walking anybody, you're like Clayton Kershaw from several years ago when you were literally giving up more home runs per nine innings than walks. And that was like little to none. It was insane. But my, um, my Cy Young pick is doing pretty good too. Mine's uh, who was your Cy Young this year? Alec Manoa, who Manoa's a he's he's doing really well too. Manoa plays for Toronto as well. He's walked a couple more, but he hasn't lost a game this year. I think he has four well, wins. Hold on, now wait a second. He got the benefit of playing against the Red Sox offense. So. <laughs> he did. Just take that's that only one time. Assault. Manoa only played against Boston one time. I know. I'm just I'm just screwing around. The uh, the guy that I had picked to be the Cy Young, uh, my favorite pick of the season was uh, Berrios. He's also a a Blue Jay. So got we tuned went, we up went, though. on Blue Jays. Yeah. Yep. And here's the thing: Gauss, Gaussman's faced the Red Sox twice this year. He went. He got the win when he gave eight innings and struck out eight. He didn't get the decision when he allowed. Um, I think he might have allowed one or two hits in that game against Boston. Um, and they ended up winning six to five. He had zero ERA. So um, I don't remember his actual line score for that, um, but he's he's had the benefit of facing Boston twice. I don't think he was unearned runs. I may be mistaken. He might have had one or two unearned runs, but that was one of the games where it was like the, the bullpens both blew up. Um, I actually think Chapman had an error in that game, and, and there was at least one run that scored that was unearned. You, you might be right. I, I can't remember all the information on it. Um, do either one of you guys have anything else to add for that one? I don't even know where my, my, my Cy Young guy was Dylan Cease, and I don't even know where he is on the list. Uh, well, the team has been terrible, so probably not that high up there. Yeah, but he has been, unfortunately. He's, been good. he's been good, but he plays for a bad team. That sucks. And if he had a good manager, he'd be a lot better off. If he had a manager, you mean? Yes, exactly. Sorry, I'm biased there. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna move on to uh, the next one. Will the Reds lose more than 124 games in 2022? Okay, someone do the math for me. How many wins is that? That means they would have. That's 38 wins. Uh, they will win more than that. So that's that is. I'm calling the cops on that number. They're not going to win a lot more than that. Um, their win total is going to be somewhere in the 60 to. 65 range um because this is this is major league baseball and any team can beat any team on any given day that's why we play 162 
But they're going to lose 100-plus games, and they will be the worst team in baseball. So 38 wins, that's what... 38 wins. I'm going to say totally legit. They've only won three. They're 3-19 and right now, so they're only on pace to win uh, three times six, so that's 18 uh, games. (laughs) They'll they'll win more than 18, but... uh, 38 sounds pretty daunting uh, after only winning three games in the month of April. So, totally legit. Red Sox might be to- on pace for that. Who knows? Hey, careful now. Uh, I, uh, you know, it, it's crazy. Um, I think this is also totally legit. Uh, this team is, they have nothing going. You have uh, Joey Votto, who I don't believe anything changed with him. The ghost of Joey Votto. Yeah, I, I don't. I still think he's hitting like below the Mason Dixon. I don't think he's doing anything. He's probably hitting like 150, 129, still with just three RBIs. I'm sorry. He's got 27 strikeouts and 70 at bats. You're, you're not going to sell me on that. And he's getting a ridiculous amount of money. He's striking out 40% of the time. He's not scaring anybody. You have that. You have a bunch of other players that can't stay healthy. I think if you hit 40 wins, you're blessed. It's it's not going to happen. This team is just it's not good, and they're about to make history as one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball ever. Um, this is one that I'm just really curious to see your take. So we're going to wrap it on this one, and we're we're going to keep it Boston related. Christian Arroyo needs to play right field every day. Well, I um I think that's totally legit. I don't know if it's right field every day or right field plus first base. But he needs to be in the lineup every day. He's absolutely crushing the ball, and he's just hitting it right at guys. Uh, you can only do so much. But we're getting zero production or less than zero production out of the seven, eight, nine guys in the lineup, no matter who they are any given night. So I'm going to say totally legit. I think he's a better hitter than Jackie Bradley Jr. We know he's a better hitter than Franchi Cordero, and I think he's a better hitter than – Bobby Dahlbeck, every day of the week, twice on Sundays, maybe even three times on Sunday. We'll see. Um, I really do. I, I really do think that that's totally legit. And uh, Charlie, I know that this is your show, and you want to wrap after this one, but I have I have one more I want to throw at you after this. Uh, okay, cool. Um, Terry, real quick, what do you think of Arroyo? I think that's totally legit. I mean, I Bradley stranded five base runners on Sunday and uh, is hitting in the mid one hundreds again, one fifty something, I think. And even if you start Christian Arroyo in right field, you can always defensively replace him. So I would do it at this point. Totally legit. Yeah. I'm going to say totally legit, too. Uh, it's a better option than you've got with Jackie Bradley uh, right now. Uh, Jackie Bradley's hitting worse than he did last year. He hit 163 with six bombs. He's hitting 156 this year with nothing. Um, 16 strikeouts and 64 at-bats, also not scaring anybody. That's a one out of four uh, share. Um, I'd like to see what can happen with, with Arroyo. Arroyo doesn't strike out as much. He's hitting a little bit better, has more home runs. I'll well, his numbers... One. His numbers aren't fantastic, uh, but he seems to be making a lot more solid contact than his numbers would suggest. Uh, I mean, he absolutely roped the ball in Toronto. That just happened to be right at 
the shortstop. And it cost us it cost us a run and everyone was upset. But he hit the ball off the bat at one oh five. I mean at a certain point you're right. just snake bitten. And if he can stay healthy, which none of us thought that he could all season, he's a better option. He just is. Right. And he would hit better. Uh, he, he would hit better if he had more frequent at bats. Absolutely. Yeah. And if he could face worse pitching and more consistently, I think he has a shot. He very rarely gets a chance to face the same guy three times. Jackie Bradley Jr. faces the same guy three times and strikes out twice. Maybe three times. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Joe, I know you said you want to finish up on the last one, so we'll wrap We'll wrap with your final take. What's okay, your take? so I know this is your show, but totally legit or calling the cops, gentlemen. Major League Baseball is screwing with the baseballs. Terry alluded to this. To give certain teams and certain broadcast slots more offense. Totally legit. Yeah, I, I think it's it's possible now that you're you're bringing that up. I think that's you bring up a good point. I'm sure you've got some some numbers in front of you to support that, but it's interesting because we're just talking a little while ago about how Rizzo's banging them out of New York, and and they're just doing some crazy work. And some of the teams like Boston that aren't really getting some really crazy high expectations, they're not really getting it done. But I'm sure you've got somebody to support that point. I I think that's that sounds totally legit. What do you have? I do. Now, this comes from Ben Porter, who's an odds maker in in Las Vegas, who put out these numbers a couple of days back. So they're not totally up to date. They're up to date as of the 30th. Runs per game in Major League Baseball this year, 8.17. That's that's down about a run and a half per game from last season. Apple TV and national TV broadcast runs, 10.62. Home runs per nine? 0.93 0.93 this season with what we all assume is the dead ball. Apple TV and national TV games, 1.01. That's about 0.8 more home runs per game and two and a half runs more per game in a national TV broadcast. You can't convince me that there's not something funky going on when some baseballs, like the one judge hit today about 500 feet to dead straightaway center are carrying and some baseballs are just absolutely dying on the track and hitters are swinging it they make good contact and they're pimping it like it's gone 20 feet over the fence it's flying out to center field the hitters know when they make good contact and right now what i'm seeing is some baseballs are flying and some aren't i'm totally buying it okay uh, Terry, anything you want to add? I'm good with the data Job suggested. I mean, I'm I'm a natural skeptic when it comes to a lot of things. So, right on, cool. Well, uh, Job and Terry, I want to thank you guys for joining me uh, this evening for another episode of uh, Bastards of Boston Baseball with Totally Legit and Calling the Cops. For all those listening, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you listen to us soon. Everyone, take care. <laughs>